You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow and go. <laughs> oh, but it, uh, well, I want to say we love you. We love you out there because we realize we can't all be here, but we love you out there. And, um, you know, Pastor Glenn, thank God for you. And, uh, and thank God for all those that are out there. For Eric Fox, thank you. And so many, so many that are out there. We thank God for each one here that's is, is tuning in. And we thank God for the faithfulness of the people to call in and as we made many calls and, and to support and to continue f- the financial giving. Thank you. You, God, will not be forgetter, not forget your faithful sowing. He's going to reward you. Amen. So here's where I'm at. I just want to stay simple messages. Um, I just want to stay on Wednesdays. I want to stay on joy. I want to go the opposite of where the world's going. The world's confused. The world's got gloom, doom, and the world is filled with liars. How do I know? Because their pants are on fire. No, seriously. I have to blow the smoke as they're talking. I just, so many lies coming out there. I can't see you even. And it's crazy out there. You know, and everything's so political now. It's a big deal, you know. And, and I just want to say, Jesus, he brings us joy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to just stay with joy. And then the other thing I want to stay on is faith. Now let me say something about faith. And some of you have been around a while. Beware. Keep your heart young. Listen, when it comes to faith, there's so much more we all need still to learn. Well, how do you know that? Do you, are you receiving 100% of all you're standing for? If anybody can, just raise your hand and say, yeah, I got everything. everything. If anyone's here, let me know. That means there's some room for your faith to grow. Now, here's the danger. Listen to me well. The danger is you get hardened. You know it here, but it's not here. So I hate to say it, our own pride messes us up. Your pride, you become religious. You say the right things, but there's not enough power to bring it forth. Does that make sense? So I want to just stay on faith. Why? Because I want to counteract the fear. And I'm noticing... That if you watch the news, and that's just one giant fear-mongering machine, and you get hit, 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 and you're not in the Word, and you're not in faith, you'll become more and more fearful. You won't even know. It's just creeping on you. And I'm just seeing it. by I'm, I'm dealing with believers, and I'm dealing with people, and I know this. We're all different places, but the penny hasn't dropped. It's just because, how? Because of what they say. 
because of how they act. It's what they talk. Because what's in you will come out, especially under pressure. What's in you will come out of you. The real you, what you really believe, not what you speak about. So keeping your faith young is so important. So I want to read scriptures. I'm going to talk about how to activate your faith today. We need to learn how to activate our faith. Now, I want to read two scriptures. One is Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's substance, it's evidence. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And then I want you to go to Romans 10, 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Father, I pray you'd make alive the word. Lord, help me to teach it simply, clearly, but let the word penetrate our heart and put us to another level of faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. In the Word, there are different threads of truth. There's a thread of truth starting from Genesis 12, 1 through 3 on missions. This is a mission book. It runs through Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. Missions. We're a missions church. We preach missions. We teach missions. We encourage you to be a missionary because you are one whether you like it or not. I'm just trying to show you your label, missionary. Another one is redemption. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, the line of blood flows that takes a sacrifice of blood for your sins to be washed away, my sins to be washed away. The thread of redemption runs from Genesis to Revelation. But there's another thread that runs through this whole Bible. It's the thread of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, there's a thread of faith. And quite honestly, the thread of faith supports all other threads. The thread of faith is the spine of this book because the Bible talks about the importance of faith because your faith determines your style of life. How you live your life is determined by what you believe. It's the truth. What you believe determines how you live. And God's got a higher level for everybody here in Jesus' name. And I love to read people who have had great faith even in our own uh, our previous gener generations, we watch how they live their life. We watch the battles they've won. And I don't know about you, but I'm challenged by what people have done in the past. Enoch challenges me. Enoch got so close with God with his faith that he skipped death. Now that's close with God. How many know that's strong faith? Amen. When you can jump from your body into heaven, now listen, you got some faith going on. And so there's another place of faith. And, and I'm always thinking about this, that when Jesus gave the two illustrations of faith, when he said great faith, both of those faiths had to do with faith for somebody else. The centurion, remember this, for his own servant, the Syrophoenician woman for her own daughter. I believe there's something in there that when you get your own faith taken care of, there's another level of faith that helps other people get what they need from God. And so the quest of faith is out there, and God is the God of faith. 
He, that's the kind of God He is. And if you're going to be a child of God, you need to constantly understand what faith is, constantly read about faith. And for years, I've sat under faith teaching, and I would hear, in the natural, my mind would say, I know everything where He's going to say, I know everything where He's going to go. But there's this thing about watering of the Word. The first time you hear it, it's a seed planted. That's when it was new. But you see, you need to have it watered. Even though you know it in your head, there's a difference between knowing it in your heart. Because how do I know the difference is when it begins to activate and it becomes to pass in your life. Where all of a sudden that poverty is lifted, where you have blessing. All of a sudden that sickness is lifted and you have prosperity. Where all of a sudden the angst that you're fearing about the future is lifted, you have complete peace. You see, there is a thing where faith produces, but you've got to have your faith watered. And we're all at different places. But I want to challenge you once again. Stay young in your faith. Get excited about every word preached from the word of God. Don't become a little Pharisee in this house. Because Pharisees are always critical. They always point the finger. They always know more than the preacher. But let me just say, if you stay humble, stay learning, you've not arrived. You'll continue to grow in faith. Amen? And so I want to talk about this. You know, God is, he's kind of interested in faith. He's kind of partial. I believe it's his favorite subject. If you had to pick a topic, it'd be faith. You see, he wrote Hebrews. He wrote it. You know, there's arguments about who wrote the book well, I like to believe what Brother Hagin said when Jesus appeared over open vision, he asked him, and Jesus told him, Paul wrote the book. That's good enough for me, but you can argue that whatever it is. But I'm not talking about who wrote, who physically wrote the book, but I'm talking about who spiritually wrote it. God. It's God's book. It's God's book. And, um, and God says in Hebrews 12, now listen, I won't always be looking at the camera, you all out there, because i got some folk in here. <laughs> There's some folk up in here. I'm feeling happy. Uh, well, I'm glad you're happy. So um, we'll call this the happy hour. Praise the Lord. <laughs> this is God's spiritual happy hour. <laughs> But God says um, in Hebrews 12, 2, that he is the one who originated faith. He starts the whole thing off. This is his idea. He's, a, he's the originator. He's the founder of faith. He's the author of faith. It's his idea. He wrote it. Hebrews 11, 1, he wrote it. He gets into it. That faith is the evidence. Of things hopeful and faith, of faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Those two lines are parallel. We're talking about things, not just floaty ideas. No, things. And when you deal with the natural physical sight, you physically see something. Because you see it, you're convinced it's real. You can go over there and touch it, shake it. Now you know it's real. We have that affirmation with that conviction because I see it with a natural eye. But God says, there's another world I want you to step into, the world of faith. 
It's not seeing with your natural eye. It's seeing with your spiritual eye. We talked about it last week. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. And it's like you've got to see the unseen. You've got to see the invisible. And he says, because you walk by faith and not by sight. Sight is what you see in the natural. Faith doesn't mean you walk blindly, but you're looking at something completely different. And that faith is the substance of things hopeful. It's substance, and it is the evidence of things not seen. God likes that. You know why? The word faith in the Old Testament is always the word trust in the Hebrew. It's the word trust. In my Jewish, contemporary Jewish Bible, they'll use trust even in the book of Hebrews. They use the word trust in a faith because it's a Hebrewism. It's how the Jewish look at it. Because, you see, when you say trust, it shifts the word a little bit. Because now you're talking about relationship. Because relationship is built on trust. The more you trust somebody, the relationship gets deeper and stronger. And the worst thing you can do is come against the relationship by doing things that break that trust. And it takes time to rebuild that trust. But it's a relationship. A relationship in what? That I trust that I am getting to know this God and knowing His character. That He's good. Titus 1-2 says, God is not a man that He should lie. That He never lies. We are known to lie. We don't call it lying. Fibs. White lies. Exaggerations. But if anybody has said, I've never lied, please come to the altar at the end of the service. We've done things like this in our life. Amen? I remember <laughs> my mother was like a prophetess. The only time I remember I was like outwardly lied because some friend of mine, well, I was like a 10 in South Africa and Swaziland gave me a pack of cigarettes. He said, this is my gift to you. <laughs> and a couple of us went down way out in the woods in this fort I built. And we smoked a couple. And I had some more. I said, man, I am smoking. This is cool. <laughs> Somehow I was elevated by smoking. I step into the kitchen. My mother says, you've been smoking. Now, I, I mean, well, did she follow me? Now, obviously, I was too dumb to know that she could smell it. You've been smoking. No, Mom, no, I'm thinking, no, 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 Mom, I've been smoking. You're, now you're telling a lie. So I got a whipping, number one for smoking and number two for telling a lie. I remember, I, they, 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 they beat lying out of me. But God's not a liar. You can trust Him. And so the whole thing about the work, the, the walk of faith is that I want you to have such a confidence in me, be so close to me, Walk so really with me that you can trust that every word I say is true and it'll work for you. It's a lifestyle. But we've got to water this word because it's so opposite. Because in the world, we see and we, we believe what we see. But in, with God, you've got to see what you believe. It's flipped. You've got to be as, as much convinced that what you see in God's promises is real as you do with your natural eyes when you see something is real. You've got to have that much conviction. And really, 
It's all about knowing God, knowledge of God. The more you know God, the more your faith will grow. So you got to know God. This thing about pressing into this world of faith, you've got to take time to get to know Him. Amen. We've got to be watching our hearts. That our hearts, we don't allow sin to cloud over it. Because the one thing about sin, it separates you from God. You know why the devil loves sin so much? He knows sin is a faith killer. It stops your faith. You've got to be careful. If your faith's not working, check up on where you're living. Because sin will put the brakes on. It will park the bus. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. I've had to say it to more than one people, especially people that are fighting major sickness. I'll say, if there's sin in your life, let me just say this to you. You can believe and you can do what you say, but your sins separate you from God. That means it separates you from the power of God. Now, I don't know why I'm going down this road. Someone out there needs it. It'll separate you from the power of God. Now, God didn't do that. You did that. God's power was available for you to get the healing, to get the deliverance, to get whatever you need. Your pride will separate you from God. Got to be, beware of pride. Pride sneaky. It's camouflaged. It says, I'm not here. So we've got to understand this importance of faith. He gave us the faith. The Bible said in, he, in uh, Romans 12, 3, he's given it to you. You've got faith. You've got faith. It's in you. The measure is already put in you. It's yours. It's yours. But let me tell you about faith. Faith will take you where you've never gone before. Faith will give you things that in the past, in the natural, you thought you could never have. Faith in your spirit. You'll, it'll, words will boil out of you that are so strong and powerful. You say, did I say that? Your natural mind will go, what did you say that for? You're going to, you know, you would you prophesy over their business, you prophesy, and, and then you go, did I say that? But yeah, you said that because the faith has to speak. It's got to give, give, give words. And so, you see, faith is a substance. Faith is evidence of things not seen. And so this God likes to mess with us a little bit because we're used to the visible, but he's talking about the invisible. We like to deal with the seen, but he talks about the unseen. And so we got to understand this, that he wrote the book of Hebrews, and he wrote Hebrews 11. And in verse 2, he said, all these elders, talking about these men and women of God, they received a good testimony. God likes a good testimony. They received a good testimony. What testimony was that? They testified to the reality that God's word is true. They testified that God's not a liar. They testified that what I've heard God say, I acted upon it, and it came to pass. Gideon heard the word of God and acted upon it, and it came to pass. You can go through all the greats. Abraham heard the word of God, and it came to pass. Even though he's 100 years of age, and Sarah was 90 years of age. I'm telling you, I've been reading and rereading the book of Hebrews over and over and over and over again. I'll tell you, it gets in your spirit. I'm coming to a new place where the woman, Sarah, had just as much faith as the man, Abraham. Because she was 90. And it says, in the Bible, it says, both of them laughed at one time or another. At their age. And God said, you shall have a child. 
But you know what? God is the God of the miraculous. God is the God of the... He's the God. He's this invisible God who says, listen, I created things out of the invisible. What preceded? The natural or the spirit? The spirit preceded. God's spirit made what you see in the natural. Now, I want to freak you out a little bit, but here we go. I've heard this more than one testimony. I've heard at least three different times. One I heard from uh, Dr. I mean, Pastor Dr. when I was in heaven, of Dr. Reinhard Bonnke. Another by the brother of Scott Holtz. I had another a, a woman just testify about it again. Uh, and to show this thing about what I see and touch is real and what I can't see or touch is not real, that's what you think. But Reinhard Bonnke talked about his own local, you know, he had a transport team that took his tents in trucks in a caravan. And he said, and they were driving in Africa. Now, when you drive in Africa, there are very few rules. May the best man win. He said, they were passing, they were coming down this road and there was a bridge. And they were going at pretty good speed. But there's another truck coming across and they were stuck on this bridge coming at a horrendous speed. And the bridge was too narrow for both of them to pass. We knew it was going to be a horrendous collision. Now Reinhardt said, they closed their eyes and said, Jesus. They opened their eyes. That big truck was on the other side of them, and their truck was unscathed. The only way that could have happened is the truck had to pass through the other truck. Scott Halls talked to me about it. One time they had another thing where they were on a bridge. And he said, this 18-wheeler, there was no way to get around. He said, Pastor, I saw our car go into the truck. We kind of, I was watching like 3D. We passed through the truck. And came out the other side, unscathed. You see, so understand this. The spirit world rules the natural world. When you think it's so solid, it's not as solid as the spirit of God. We really, in this the Bible says, why we look at things, in, uh, for 2 Corinthians 4.18, why we look at things not that are seen, but things that are unseen. For the seen things are temporary, subject to change. Your body is subject to change. If you've got sickness on it, it's subject to change. But the eternal word of God says that, that the power of God is available to heal that natural body. We've got to understand that the, that the spirit world is more real and is more permanent. In fact, the Bible says it's eternal. This body of yours, you may not like to hear this, is one day become fertilizer. It's carbon atoms. So we got to understand how God puts the importance on faith because he said, listen, every person in the Bible that affected the world around them by God's power, every one of them, they operated by this faith that God's so wonderfully writing out. They used Hebrews 11.1. That was their faith operating. you got to understand that. Hebrews 11.1 is written by God. So when we have, we have um, Caleb, he says, we are, we are well able. We are well able. Now listen, brother, I know what you're doing. I can't always look. I know they're trying to help me, but 
because I've got people here and there. And so they understand that in there, don't you? Behind camera number two. But uh, Caleb said, we are well able. You see, he spoke it out. He had his, he, he saw the land theirs. We look at David. David, First uh, Samuel 17, he says, listen, this is big Goliath. He said, this day the Lord will deliver me into your, uh, my hand. He said, listen, these are bold words, bold words. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 11, or Mark chapter 5, Mark 5. She said, the Bible says she kept saying in the Greek, she kept saying, if I can but touch his cloak, I shall be made whole. 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 And you see why God is so excited because it's this about faith because everything you receive from heaven only comes through faith therefore God understands the importance of it in your life and you need to understand that every deliverance every healing every provision every protection everything you need in life from him comes through faith and so to build your faith is the greatest quest in your life and to build it find finances you don't have to let poverty let me tell you what you don't have to allow poverty and lack to rule your life. Doesn't mean you don't go through tests. Doesn't mean sometimes you don't have much and all of a sudden you're stuck there in places where you say, God, how did I get here? But you don't have to live there the rest of your life. You can break free of it. You don't have to live free, broken in body. I don't care. Well, I've had a heart attack and I'm paralyzed. Your faith will bring the power of God to heal you. Let me tell you what. You understand there's no box the devil can put you in that you cannot blast your way out by your faith but you see the devil's really good at pointing well sister do dad it never happened for them and brother bob if you're bob i'm just not you bob bob henry ernest matilda whatever they are out there will the devil will always point they didn't get it they tried they didn't get it that does not discount the Word of God. We don't understand what they didn't get or why. I don't, dis, I, don't, I don't put them down in any way, shape, or form. At least they tried in Jesus' name. Amen. But I'm telling you this. You've got to get to this point where I've got to see my faith is the most important thing I need to develop in my life. I need to feed my faith. I need to grow my faith. I need to develop my faith. I need to make my faith get stronger and stronger. And not just for me, that I can reach out and touch a hurting world in Jesus' name. You see, don't get your faith finances just for what you can do to bless you. How about financing things that will help the world come to Christ? How about not just getting your own health and healing? When you get healed, go out and pass the healing power to everybody else that's sick. You see, it's a different kind of faith God wants us to have. But your faith will determine how you live your life. You can live a blessed life you can live a de- or you can live a defeated life. Uh, and, and we're not here to put anybody down. We're all at different places on our journey in our walk with God. Amen. But the point is this. The reason God put Hebrews 11. He wrote it. And he put a whole Bible. And he lists all the patriarchs. One after another. Who subdued kingdoms. Who shut the mouths of lions. Who put the enemies to flight. Who raised their dead up from the grave. And he went down the line. And he said, I am telling you. And then he said, some did not even receive the promise. Half the book is about those who didn't receive the promise. But they died in faith. How about this? Abraham, I'm going to give you the land. 
But the land wasn't given to them until Joshua took it. How many know that took some time? But you know what? The Bible says they, 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 they died in faith. They saw that promise of God. They embraced the promise of God. They confessed it out of their mouth that they are pilgrims in a world that they're passing through. And they didn't put their, their, their roots on this earth. They put their roots in God. And you know what God showed them? He said, listen, this Canaan as great as this is, is nothing compared to where you're headed. Because ultimately we're all going to glory land in Jesus' name. That's the real land we want to get a hold of. You see, God is a God of faith. And if you're a person of God, Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. He said, have the God kind of faith. I looked, at the, I looked at the passion. I love the passion. I'm passionate about the passion. But, the, but the, the passion talks about have the God kind of faith. That faith, he said, that comes from God. Now faith, I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Faith is a decision. Faith is an act of the will. It's like you make a decision inside your inner man. I choose to believe God. It is based on the word and not based on your feeling. It's not based on your emotion. It's not based on what circumstances say. It's not based on what other people say. It is based on one thing. It is what does God say? What does God say? Now listen. <laughs> I love teaching on faith because you know what it does to me? It builds my faith. And I am here today because people taught me faith. And I'm nowhere near where I need to be. I'm growing in my faith. You understand that? I'm on a journey. But I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have faith. I wouldn't have done the things I've done unless I was taught it and had it on the inside of me. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have left corporate America, great job, I'm, I'm successful, I'm blessed, I'm being promoted, and just leave it all and go backwards. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have done it. And I tell you what, you, you wouldn't do things, you wouldn't do things unless you had the faith of God to go in some of these places, foreign countries. You know what I'm saying? You go because you end up doing things you would never think you would do. Is it not true? Going places. And some of you haven't gone yet, but hey, we're working on your faith. Yeah, that, that you raised money you thought you couldn't raise, but you raised it. You're doing ministry that you only dreamed about, but now you're stepping into it, but because your faith's growing. But do you understand that faith is limitless and there are no impossibilities because of faith? Oh, let's have a faith celebration. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for faith. Hallelujah. 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 And so we've got to talk about this faith being a choice. It's a decision. It's an act of your will. I choose to believe God. I choose to believe God. It's an act of my will. When I was in debt, I had tons of debt. I went to this business. had no business going to my own business at the time. I'm a lot smarter now. A lot smarter. I have Renee Van Roy. But anyway, I got, uh, <laughs> she's a blessing. But I remember when I had thousands of dollars of debt, I owe the IRS and this. Because I paid every, I remember this, I sat there and went, God, everybody said, declare bankruptcy, declare bankruptcy. I remember saying, God, I could declare bankruptcy, but I don't want to. I believe God. And I was taught this, and I did this. I put all my bills 
on a table. I was in Cleveland, Tennessee at the time. And I pointed to those bills. And I spoke to you. I said, bills you're paid in Jesus' name. All of you. You are paid. I'm calling in the money supernaturally to pay everything. Supernaturally. Now I'm paying as I, can, as I go. But I said, God, I'm believing for the supernatural. I'm believing for the supernatural. Number one, I need a supernatural job. And number two, I need supernatural payment, a supernatural favor. And I'm telling you, I sat there believing God and I would speak to those bills. I would never do that unless someone taught me to do it. I would not have had the knowledge to do that. I would have gone to the court and got bankruptcy. But I didn't. And faith began to well up in me. I call your bills paid. I call your bills paid. I call your bills paid. Next thing I know, I get a great job. Next thing I know, I'm making a lot of money. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm whacking at this thing. Next thing I know, love gifts coming. Next thing I know, I get another gift. And next thing I know, it's all paid. And I feel so good being paid. I give hallelujah to Jesus. Now listen, let me tell you how exacting God is. Years go by. Maybe 10, 50, and about 10 years go by. And I'm entering in the ministry. And the Lord begins to speak to me. Now get this. About some little bills that I had left. And it was like a supernatural recall. Like $100, $200 on this little account here. I was like, how can I recall this? And the Lord told me. He said, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. And then we were, remember this, we left our, comp, our you know, we left everything, and we had not much financially, and we were counting on that IRS check coming that April, and we sent it, we, just, we were counting on it because we were just on the tight budgets our first year, and believe me, you don't know what tight is. And the Lord said, I want you to take care of all these final bills. I said, God, are you serious? That was 10 years ago. He said, take care of it. You know what? I sat and added it all up. And I included the airfare and a rental car. It came to the exact amount that was coming. I said, I can't believe this. I got on a plane. I flew up to Chicago. I went to every... Half the people wouldn't take it. said, after 10 years, it's written off the books. I had to force them to take it. No, you take it. I'm just making donation. But I paid it all off. And when I flew back home, I felt so clean and so right. I said, you know what, the Lord... But you know what God showed me? He said, son, I'm going to bless you financially. You take care of what I tell you to take care of. I can cause the finances to come to you. And then God began to bless us. Then the windows of heaven opened up. And they're still opening up. They're opening up and opening up and opening up. And you're looking at a very, very, very blessed pastor. Now listen, listen. I'm so grateful. Listen. I don't say that pridefully. I say it out of humility to God. I've got a, I've got a wife who, who actually thinks I'm kind of okay. She, at least she says that. I don't know if she's using her faith. Maybe she is. But I have three children who love God and serve in the ministry. I have to pinch myself sometime. I go, is this for me? I've got, I've got this, this church that's on fire for God that wants to do exploits for Jesus. I said, Jesus, you are awesome. And you know what? I don't know about you. I'm having a time of my life. This is a great adventure. Do you know what put me there? Faith in an almighty God that can turn things around. And don't tell me it's not always easy. We've been through many faith battles. You've been through faith battles. The devil says you've got 90 days to live. When you've got the federal, company, the federal government coming on you and it says everybody's gone, it's you and the federal government. We're going to take your church. I'm telling you, I've been in places where I say, God, but God, but God, but God. I was taught faith, but God. I was taught to believe God. And not to split and run. 
Too many preachers get under the pressure and they split and run. Stay the course. Don't go anywhere unless you get a revelation from God. I want to tell you the same thing. You should stay where you are unless you get a revelation from God to move on. In Jesus' name. Don't ever leave because of uncomfortability of circumstances. You leave because by the Spirit of God. Operate by the Spirit. Don't operate by your feelings. That's a good way to end up in a swamp. Hallelujah. But the Bible says we got to give evidence. Everybody say give evidence. And so we, gotta, we, we have to understand this, that God wants to show us some things. To so go to Romans 10, and I want to just talk about this. There's so many great things. And how, long, how long have I been preaching? Thank you. Okay, listen. I don't want to know. <laughs> Is it a half hour? Oh. As we begin to close. Uh, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Who wrote that? Paul. But who really wrote that? God. God the Father sent that down here. He said, let me talk about this word of faith. You got to give evidence. You got to give evidence. You got to give evidence. The word of faith. Let's drop down to verse 10. But for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation you see Abraham is our father he's the father of faith the Bible says so that we are Galatians 3 29 that if you are of Christ you are of the seed of Abraham we are the children of Abraham Abraham is our father and Abraham understood the principle everybody say principle the principle of faith the way you activate faith you say well I know these things don't let me water the seed Do you mind if I water the seed? Don't shut your heart off just because I'm watering the seed. Your knower will mess you up. Romans 4.17. God, who calls things which be not as though they were. Isn't it amazing that God changed the name Abram to Abraham? Exalted father to father of many nations when he was still without a child from his own loins and from Sarah's womb. Still without a child. Isn't it something that God would say the word of faith, the word of faith, it's not far off, it's right there. The word of faith. How to operate in faith. The word of faith is near you. It's not enough that you believe it. It's not enough that you have it in your heart. You've got to be able to say it out of your mouth because that's the reality of it. That's how it is activated. Your faith is activated by what you speak out of your mouth. Now that's the most simple thing, but the most difficult thing for Christians to do. It's the thing that we mentally assent to but don't do. You say, how do I know that? Because I listen to too many people. I see how they act. Because the Bible says... That by believing in the heart and speaking out of the mouth, salvation comes. But can I tell you, every promise of God comes the exact same way. Now Abraham was a blessed man. The Bible talks about it. Abraham was blessed financially, materially. He was a very wealthy man. That tells me Abraham is my father of faith. And how did he get it? By faith. He followed God. When God said go, he went. 
When God said stay, he stayed. I tell you what, if you start following God, if you're following God, you will prosper. Well, I'm not prospering. Are you following God? Because God's paths will always lead to blessing. Amen. I know what it's like to be blessed, blessed. One time I had a work, a, a place I picked up my neighbor. It was in sales and I jumped on the sales. Never checked with God. I just jumped and did it. Had about nine months of like semi-success, semi-failure. I said, God, what's going on? He said, did I ever tell you to do that? Uh, no, I just thought. I said, what do you want to do? He says, get in your own business. I opened my own business in two days. The first day I had business, and the business took off. That business took off with such acceleration, they had a hard time shutting it down. Two years later, people were still calling me. I said, no, no, that, that business has been shut down for two years. How do you get the word out? And I made a lot of money, real easy, and I could regulate when I love being in a place. I can work when I want to work. I don't work when I don't want to work. I set the schedule. And I set how much and how much, how, how little, which is what I needed to begin the church. I did it about a year. Amen. You see, when we get in line with God, God will prosper you. Number two, Abraham was also blessed physically with a son. He was blessed financially. He was blessed physically. God gave him Isaac, who was the inheritance, who had the inheritance of all of these nations of, I mean, to be a the progenitor of all those that come behind the Jewish nation, there'd be a light to the world. He was blessed physically. And then thirdly, he was blessed spiritually. The Bible says God allowed him to hear the promise, and he believed God, and the Lord accounted him for righteousness. And so you see these things about Abraham. Abraham was blessed spiritually. He was blessed materially. He was blessed physically. Abraham, my father of faith. Now that tells me that I can have that if he had it, I can have it. And I've got a better covenant based on better promises. He was operating on an old covenant before even the old covenant was even written. He was operating by faith in God. And he was a month that began to say what God said. He said, listen, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to call those things which be not as though they were. God says, listen, you want your faith to work? There are curses out there. Jesus Christ, Galatians 3.13, became a curse for us. For it's written, as cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. That the blessings of Abraham might come. There's a blessing of Abraham. Now watch this. Let me say this to you. Any poverty in your life is a curse. When we have a lack in our life, that's a curse. That's not a blessing. And you've got to use your faith to get out of that curse in Jesus' name. You've got to call those things that be not as though they were. I am successful. I am blessed. I thank you, Lord, there's a job for me. I thank you, Lord, I'm out of this job. I thank you for a new job. And, you have, and, and when do you do that? You keep on doing it. And you've got to learn to say no to the devil. When he gives you thought, he's never happy to say no. Not to me, devil, no. No, 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 no. And you better, I'm telling you what, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a word match. It's a talking match. And then the Bible talks about this, about your own physical being. It's you got to talk it out. It's not as well, I believe in healing. I believe God wants me to heal. But I'm telling you what, this matter of talking it out is so critical to your faith. You've got to talk it out. You've got to talk it out in Jesus' name. You see, too many people just quote, you know, during this whole COVID thing. Psalm 91. You've, you've, you've not said anything. Psalm 91. No, 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 no. You've got to be able to say something. 
you got to be able to speak it out. You, listen, in, in a time like this, when the pressure is greater, you got to speak it out more. Speak it out a whole lot more. A whole lot more. A whole lot more. You speak it out. You speak out, Psalm 91. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Hey, COVID, you're not allowed in my house. COVID, you're not allowed in my body. COVID, you can't come on me in Jesus' name. You got to speak it out. You got to speak your faith. You got to activate your faith. It's not enough just to believe. You must, the Bible says, believe in the heart and speak out of your mouth. Believe in your heart and speak it out of your mouth. Believe in your heart and speak it out of your mouth. And if anything that we fail as a body of Christ is in the speaking, is in the speaking, well, the Lord understands. No, actually, He doesn't. That God's no respecter of persons. That God has given the promises to everybody. That the curse has been broken over you. And so we got to get this inside of us. We have to be able to, well, what does God say about me? Well, God says that I am born of the Holy Spirit and I'm a child of Almighty God. That's what God says about me. God said in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, Behold, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, boldly, I can boldly say, I will not fear what man should do to me. I will not fear what COVID will do to me. I don't fear. I fear nothing. Why? For the Lord's with me. If you don't say it, your faith's not activated. Your faith is dormant. Your faith won't work. Well, no, I know the Lord. I said, no, 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 no. Mi- <laughs> your mind will mess you up. Go to the instruction book. Faith works by you believing in the heart and speaking out of your mouth. And the hardest thing to do is get people to do that. It's the hardest thing to do in all the world. Because what happens is we become religious and we become creatures of habit. And it takes a little bit of desire and fervency to press in. Amen. You know that faith has a voice book? It came out of the pressure of being under a demonic power of cancer that's trying to kill me. I mean, I got a little bit desperate. I began to skip these scriptures and I would just... I tell you, there's something about this thing. you got to learn to activate your faith. Let me say this to you. you got to get upset with the way things are going on. No circumstances should dominate you. No disease should dominate you. The blessings of Abraham are mine. Jesus became a curse that the blessing of Abraham might come. I'm telling you something. Listen to me. We're created to dominate everything the devil dishes out. How? By faith. By faith. You dominate poverty. You don't tolerate black in your house. You don't tolerate lack. You understand me? You don't tolerate lack. In Jesus' name, I am successful. In Jesus' name, I have a great job. In Jesus' name, my debts are paid. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that property's paid off this year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we're moving forward. In Jesus' name. You got to speak out what you believe. If you don't speak it out, there's no faith. Speak it out. Turn the dumb radio off and begin to speak out what you want as you're going to work. Here's what I want. I'm getting promoted in Jesus' name. We have, we have supernatural sales. I would speak it out. I'd speak out my sales. You know, I speak out the offering. My wife and I agree for offerings. The offerings keep going up. I got to speak it out. You got to speak it out. You don't speak it out. Your face not working. 
Well, no, he understands. No, 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 he doesn't. He only speaks. Got to release it. 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 Activate your faith. Activate your faith. Now, listen. I love God. You know, God's so cool. Here's, I'm having such a good time today. I really am enjoying. I mean, you know what's like to preach the empty seats? Please be saved. Please get filled. In that seat there, your side's bent. Get delivered. But, <laughs> but I love God. Okay, I'm, I'm writing Hebrews, right? I'm giving all these illustrations. This is God putting it down. So <clears throat> he comes to Hebrews 11.3. He said, as we're talking about the heroes of faith, <clears throat> I want to talk about myself. By faith. <laughs> the worlds were framed. How? God believed it and God spoke it. Let me tell you something. God saw it, believed it, and spoke it. He said, so that's why the visible things were made of things not visible. He starts off with himself. Hey, look at here, look at here. Do what I do. I framed the world with my words. Now think about this. He's saying to you, you can frame your world with your words. I'm going to stay on this word thing. I'm going to stay on it. If, if, if you don't want this teaching, just sleep in. And for those who really want to build their faith, stay tuned. Let the water of the word be watered on your seed of this faith. That you grow in faith. And may this COVID crisis be an incubator to grow your faith like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. So when I say I will not forget COVID, I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not being braggadocious. I have been with God. It's in my spirit. I release it out of my mouth. When I say, listen to me, I'm not afraid. I don't have a spirit of fear. The fear spirit can't come on me. I'm not afraid in Jesus' name. Now, if you don't have it coming out of your mouth on a regular basis, if it's not flowing out of you, you will be afraid. Because there's too much junk pumped into you outside of our church. What about, what about, what about, what about, what about? And, you know, these scientists, if they're so great, and we respect them, but they're human beings. They do the best they can. With the gray matter that's between their two ears. But you're dealing with G-O-D. Whose rules and laws override all the natural. And that's why God said, listen to me. I am the leader of the pack of all the great faith people. And But you know what he's doing it for? To encourage us in our faith. Well, if Gideon can take out 120 Midianites with 300 men. What can he do for me with my family that's against me? If God can cause David to take out Goliath, what Goliath do I have in my life I need to take out? If God can bring deliverance by splitting the Red Sea, what more can he do for me by bringing me deliverance? You see, everything is to build our faith. Everybody say, my faith. My faith. 
And you see, we got to learn to activate our faith. Because really, what's happening here, when God says this, they've got to be understand this. I have made you more than a conqueror through him who loves you. You really are more than a conqueror, but you must activate your faith. Say I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. You say it out there in video land. Say I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Hallelujah. Now I'm closing. This is my second closing. I have four more to go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm closing up right now because it's time. I could go on. I just, it's just, but here's what he says. 1 John 5, 4, one of my favorite scriptures. Whoever's born of God or whatever's born of God, says the King James, whoever, the new king, whoever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But what is faith? What is the word of faith? The word of faith is you believe in your heart and you speak it out of your mouth. Now, let me just back it down a little bit. This works in whatever area you want to apply it. And it's not an easy thing. Can I be honest with you? Because a lot of forces pull at you. When you don't have the money. And let me just say this. You'll have family that are religious. If you're doing things in faith, they think you're crazy. How many know what I'm talking about? I thought, they thought I was nuts when I left the business world to go into full-time ministry. They told me I would starve. When I, was, when I didn't go to the hospital, the doctor said, you got nine days left, and I stayed away. He said, you're going to die. And my, even my wife had to turn me over to God. I said, I don't know, babe. I'll leave you with God. But I had to get my own faith to a place where I said, God, I'm, if I'm willing to go through this treatment. But you know what? I believe this. My faith kept pushing the envelope. And I believe it was a divine thing. When I met with Pastor Rodney, God's power and my faith connected. And it, was, it just went through my body. And it will not come back on me in Jesus' name. It will never come back on me in the name of Jesus. But you see, you have to understand, these things are real. These things are real. I know what I'm talking about. This is not theory to me. I'm not talking about something I've not lived. And we assume everyone is, oh, they get it. No, let me tell you this. I've been talking to too many of y'all where the faith is not there. But that's okay. We're all growing in faith. Amen? We've got to keep growing in faith. We've got to apply this word. Hallelujah. I am more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. There's something about, let me just say this. I close. I've got to go on. There's my third closing, my final one. Let me just put it this way. If there's not a confession of what you say you believe, there's no faith. If you do not confess what you believe, that's why it's so important what you put in your noggin. Because what you put up here will affect what you believe. And what you believe will come out your mouth. So if you put the noggin in, the news, the news, the news, you, you, if you feed that in, it'll get in your spirit. You'll talk about it, and you'll own it. I would get all the masks you could, spray yourself with alcohol every five minutes, and live under the couch, because it's coming your way. 
But if you get your faith in the word, now listen to me. That God says, he that dwells in the secret place, the most high, shall abide in the shadow of the, of the Almighty. You declare it out loud. You declare. For God is my refuge. God is my fortress. God is a very present help in time of trouble. Under, his, under the shadow of his wings I shall rest and, and abide. He's painting a picture of divine protection over your life. Well, how do I get that? You begin to say, let me tell you what this, how this works. When you speak the word of God, it will build the faith in your heart. It's something about it. I don't know what it is, but it's the talking. And you talk it, you talk it, you talk it. You release it, you release it, you release it. In Jesus' name. I call my children saved. I call my husband saved in Jesus' name. You get the scriptures. You keep pumping it out. That's what comes out of your mouth. That's what you're thinking about, and that's what comes out of your mouth. Your faith grows based on what you let come out of your mouth. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than an overcomer. And so listen to me. There's some things you should never say. Ever. Well, I don't know if that'll work or not. I sure hope it'll work. I can't do that. I'm not sure if I can. You've got to be very, very careful of what you say. But I'm telling you what, there's no wind in sight. You build your faith and you do, don't quit. It takes some discipline. How do you know what I'm talking about? You've got to really want it. You've got to break out of religion. You've got to say, God, there are areas in my life that I've got to grow in my faith in Jesus' mighty name. But I'm not going to be fearful in Jesus' name. The Bible says, fear not. You know, I'm closing, my final closing, my fourth one. The Bible says... The Bible says out of, out of Colossians 1.13 that he delivered you and I from the power of darkness. The Bible says out of 1 John 1, 4, 4 that, mm, that the greater one lives within you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's colliery in the Old Testament is Isaiah 41.10 where he says, fear not from with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'll uphold you by my victorious right arm. I tell you what, these are things to smash fear in Jesus' name. You make a determination, I'm going to be a fearless believer in Jesus' name. I'm going to walk in the joy of the Lord. I'm going to be an anomaly to all those round about me, including your relatives in Jesus' name. I mean, we can be sweet about it, but I tell you what, it's not going to change your inner core of who you are in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Activate your faith. You ready? Okay, part two next Sunday. Tune in. Starve your doubts to death. Build your faith. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today that you've given us your holy written word. It's called the word of faith. And Lord... In the simplicity of faith, we want to be like a child. Jesus, you said, unless you become like a child, you cannot enter the things of God. God, for some of this is a rehearse of what we know in the mental realm, but we need to practice in the spiritual realm. Because there's nothing impossible with God. Some of you out there right now are facing some tough situations. Maybe you need the job. Maybe you're facing sickness right now in your body, right now. Maybe you've got some things going on with your family where it's not good. In the natural, it creates distress and discouragement and dismay. I want to talk to you right now because God loves you. He sent His Word to heal you and bring deliverance to your life. 
But you've got to recognize that it comes through faith and faith alone. That's how you receive from God. You receive by faith. He loved you enough to give His Word. Through faith we can take the promises of God and make them alive in our life. Yes. Hallelujah. But before we pray for those that are in trouble, I want to pray for anyone out there that you'd say to me, you know what? My life's not right with God. Uh, there's stuff in my life. Actually, there's sins in my life that I know are wrong. And I need to repent of them. I need to let go of them. You know, God is a merciful God. He loves you. He never condemns. He just reaches His hand out. All He wants is a heart of saying, you know, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. And I'm willing to turn my back on the way I've been living and to turn my heart to you and to, and to live a new life. And He'll strengthen you to do it. But you need to repent. He is merciful and He will forgive you and He will reinstate you. But you've got to be coming to Him with a hungry, humble heart. You have, some of you may have never received Christ. You heard this with a friend. But Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He wants you to know that He loves you so much that He gave His very life for you. I love what some preacher have said. I like to say it again. If you were the only one on earth that He had to come for, He'd come for you. He loves you that much. He loves you. He loves you. <laughs> so I want you to do this. I want you to just look to God and close your eyes, lift your hands up, and just, and just I'm going to lead you in a prayer on how to get your life right with God. And I want you to say it here, even in this place here. In fact, I should do an altar call here, but I'm breaking into the habit here. Just say, oh God, I need your help. I'm sorry for the way I've been living my life. I turn my heart to you now. Away from the world. Away from sin. And to you, Jesus. And as I repent, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to wash me by your precious blood. Come in, Jesus. Say it out loud. Come in, Jesus. Come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. Oh, Jesus. Let your spirit fill me up. And may my heart become ablaze for you, for your word. In Jesus' name, I am forgiven. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven. Jesus lives in me. And I declare today that all your sins are forgiven you. And I declare today the power of hell is broken off your life. And I break every vestige of hell. I command all darkness to go. And I plead the blood. And I believe that you're going to be raised up to newness of life even now as you've confessed. Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Houghton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms. And we hope you have a blessed week.